sleep, Jules. After this, Jules, Jules looks. Jules looks. Jules I feel like as if I could sleep for twenty four hours straight. He actually, it actually looks delirious. At the start of the game, Jules, I looked at you and you just looked like you were just going to cark it mid game. I was genuine death. That's what happens. That's what happens when you're on two hours of sleep and about sixteen pints of beer. <laughs> It's true. And the rest. I don't even think you ate anything. I think you just ate beers. And I had a bit of the player, but man, like not a lot. Pops polished off four, four, um, four plates. What are you drinking? Tea. Bit of honey. Teas. Teas. Got bit, of, bit of Josh honey. Got out of bed at morning. That's that's where I'm at. That's the song. That's that's the. I can't believe you're singing. It's making me <laughs> sick that you're singing. <laughs> Your harmony. One, two, three, four. I give no credit to this side ever. I give no respect to this side. Ever. John O'Brook, honorary blue brother. Well, yeah, Mr. Paul Sebastiani, welcome back to the show, mate. This one game is a build-up of you know, a year's worth of work. That's, that's if you think of his performance. And I gave my opinion. <laughs> it's an opinion-based podcast, fair enough. <laughs> welcome, everyone, to episode 87 of the Almost Blues Brothers podcast, uh, brought to you by Piotr Health and Performance and proudly powered by the Blue Broad Podcast Network and YouTube channel. It's a Sunday night. This is a new night, man. Debut Sunday night show, and what a night to do it, man. Is it? Before... No, 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 sarcasm. Sarcasm. Before we get into it, as I always do, boys, Jules, Dan, how are we? No, let's listen. Listen, listen, because it's going to be about an hour of, of tearing this to shreds. So I'm going to ask outside of footy, how's the week been? Dan, first and foremost, welcome back, man. It's good to have you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good all, to be back. And, and, and for all the listeners that sent well wishes to Dan, even I appreciate that. It's very nice of you. Yeah, I just need to say, just before we get stuck into our, our fucking club, I just need to say the support... Honestly, for from everyone, I was getting messages and stuff from from obviously you guys and and the community, and it really did mean a lot. the The passing of my grandfather was um, a big loss for for us and our family, um, but it does help a lot. So I'm I'm obviously wrapped to be back with you boys. Um, so I'm I'm keen to get stuck into this. How how you been, Jules? Firstly, I'm, I'm gonna say with Dan. Lovely words, and thank you again for everyone for supporting Dan over the last couple of weeks. But moving on to some more positive news, Jules, Al Gordy, hello, Al Gordy, man. It's been a big Do you wanna, 72, big 72 hours, I reckon. Without Jules, uh, without Jules going because Jules is a storyteller, so he likes to tell every detail. So I'm just going to summarize real quick. Jules got engaged. On Friday. So we're going to start with some positive news before we get into this. So Jules, congratulations. Leave a, leave a congratulations for Jules in the comments. We love him and, and I'm, I'm happy for him. We all are. At least some people are doing some things right in their life. <laughs> true? Yeah, true. It's actually true. Uh, oh. And on top of that, we ripped it to shreds yesterday for your birthday, didn't we, Bella? <laughs> <laughs> we tore it up. Ripped me a huge one, honestly. What a day. It was. It's. It's been a big weekend up until 
about three hours ago. So here we go. Here's all the congratulations coming Cheers, cheers for all the congratulations. Um, Mate, Luca, Michael, Jimmy, Oliver, Jules. Jim. They're all there, Jules. Look. Joe. Joe. You know, you know it's a big day for for Jules and us when you're having fireball shots at at 12 p.m. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we've ever done fireball shots between us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. And then what, what was the other shot we had? Sambuca? Was it Sambuca? Yeah, the white, yeah. the white, the white, the white Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Yes, she does go for Carlton. We both Dan and I sat uh, sat Jules's uh, fiance down when we first met her, and we said, "If you're going to stick around, there is one term and condition that you must accept right now. And if we're going to go through this shit, you got to go through this shit." So she's a Carlton supporter, and she's on board for all the shit that we're on board with. Um, all right, look, it was it was a good weekend, I must say, and it it was a it was an absolute pleasure spending time with my two best mates. Uh, and tearing it to shreds. But we're here for one reason. Everyone's here for one. We've got 190 people watching tonight for one reason, and it's because the Carlton Football Club just put on one of the most insipid performances that we can say we've watched in a number of years. And we've got a lot, a lot to get off our chest here tonight. Um, oh. If you haven't already, follow us on the Instagram, at Almost Blues Brothers, on Twitter, at Almost Blues Bros. While you're here, leave a like and subscribe to the Blue Broad YouTube channel. It helps us all and it helps this community immensely if you do. A like's free. There's 187 of you. There should be 187 likes is how I say it. I wish I could donate. I wish I could donate my heart. I wish I could donate my heart to the Carton Football Club. I wish I could. Yep. And more. Yep. Maybe some wits. (laughs) Whatever. I think there's some like you. Yeah. You can. You can see if you're watching, you can see where this is going tonight. So we're we're gonna get stuck into this without any further ado, boys. Yeah, let's get into this shit. Final scores, and then you guys can take it away. Carlton, 8-12-60, lost to St. Kilda by 22 points, 12-10-82. Goals for the Blues, Chera, Durden, and Mackay with one each. Jack Zavani with two, Charlie Kernow with three. No injuries for the Blues uh, that we know of just yet. 45,000 was the crowd at Marvel Stadium this afternoon. Go. Go. Embarrassing. Disgusting. Future. Where, where, all right. Wait. We're not just going to do, we're not, Cowards. <laughs> we're not just going to do an hour and a half of one word, one word descriptions of Straight how that adjectives. Listen. It's true, listen. though. You know, honestly, yeah. well, what was that? In the in the first half, all right, yeah, we're winning the contest, but there was no efficiency going inside 450 whatsoever. Obviously, on a few occasions, we did say that there was a few moments where we did hit up leads. To be fair, Majority of the time, we got some pretty, um, I say, weak umpiring decisions. Uh, there was holding, okay? They, they were there, don't get me wrong. But, you know, it wasn't like as if we were hitting players on the lead for fun. Um, and with the looks and the, you know, going through the stats at halftime and looking at it, we dominated probably all facets, facets of the game where you would think, you know what? It should be at least a four, five, six goal minimum. We should have been up. We weren't. At halftime, yeah. 
at halftime. Dan, I watched. I watched the playing group take somewhat control of the game um, and show somewhat of a response. I say somewhat because the result in the end was shit. I see them somewhat take control of the game through a, a brand of football and identity that we tried to develop last year through our contested brand of football, and we absolutely poleaxed them in that side. And we've always said that if we do that, we'll always be competitive. What I didn't expect and what I was disgusted to see was that there was no heart, bravery, boldness to seal the game. And in moments, in moments where it mattered, Harry Mackay, our captain, Patrick Cripps, Jack Silvani, for, Jack Silvani, for example, to put us two goals, a goal, three goals, whatever it might have been, uh, the players couldn't take the moment. And, and and that was all then a result of what we saw in the third and the fourth of the way in which a Polish team and a team with heart, with endeavour, with bravery can go out and get a result. You know, scoreboard pressure is a massive thing, boys. And if you don't put scoreboard pressure on a team that's first, that's what happens to you. Do we have polish? No. Nah. Do we have? Do we have? Do, a you actually have a, do you actually have players that have the cap- capability? Forget about, forget about. Forget about polish. Do we have any identity as a football club left? Is there anything? Oof. Is there anything? The last, literally, the last, the last month of football. Uh, there is no, since the Geelong win. There is not one game that I can look back on without having to watch the game to go. Oh, that's our brand. There it is. There's the identity. That, that's what that's what I identify with with this football club is that style of football. What is it? What is it? Because we, I, I felt like we saw it for a half. We all did. We all said it at halftime. I think a lot of supporters that would have been at the ground or watching on TV would have thought contested balls back, clearance works back. That's this is this is the club that we know. And sure, the inside fifties they weren't clean, but at least we're more direct. We're lowering the eyes. We're trying to hit up targets. Right? That was better. It was better than what we've seen the last few weeks. But fuck me. At half time, no one would have sat there and gone, oh, that's what we're going to get in the second half in, in terms of what we actually got. Are you kidding me? We came out, we came out and we were sleeping. Sleeping. We thought it, it's like we thought we had the game won. And the Saints came out and they put the foot down from the get-go in that second half. From the get-go. Go watch that first center clearance. From the get-go, they looked like they had endeavor. They looked like they wanted to punish us. They looked like they wanted to even up some of those stat categories, and we didn't. What I saw... The main, the main one was the contested possessions. Yeah. Well, they didn't, they didn't level it up. They didn't level it said, up, but they got said, pretty close. With that said... Go for it. So, Cassano's calcs. Um, just, I've been looking at the stats. Obviously, looked at it at half time, saw that we were plus 60 in contested possessions. That was probably the main category um, where, you know what, 
particularly first half of the year last year. That was our main identity, a big, powerful brand of football. Voss has obviously you know, spoken about it in all these press conferences and interviews, etc. This is the type of football we wanted to play. We did play it. Probably still lacked efficiency. The scoreboard pressure wasn't there. So we were plus 60 at halftime. By the end of the game, we were only plus 20. So St. Kilda were able to, in the actual second half, we were able to go plus 40 in the second half alone. All right. And then on the back of that, they were able to use the ball a lot better, obviously, with their on, on the outside. Okay. Um, with the likes of Hunter and um, oh, what's his name? Um, Sing, with the likes of Sinclair. Um, and they had a little bit more polish. Um, able to hit up targets and basically were able to do whatever they wanted at will, particularly in the third quarter, which was obviously a bit disappointing. I feel like as if for us as a club, if we don't have the ball won at the contest, at the source, we don't know what we're doing, boys. We genuinely don't have any movement, game style, game plan when it's on the outside and get the ball from D50 into our forward 50 um, in a nice, smooth-like manner. And the players are confused. You can see it. You can see it. They look up. They don't know what they're doing. And yeah, on the back of that, they, they lose confidence. And then you have Mackay not marking it. You have a missed shots. And this is obviously going through the football list at the moment. Can I, can I add on to your... Calcs, yeah. I'm not Zano, obviously. My, my genuinely, I, I looked at, I was there with hands in head, and I went, "This is going to end badly because I'm looking at a scoreboard of six goals eight to six goals two." And when I knew that we didn't capitalize on a half of dominance with the with the mentality of this playing group. Knowing that if a team's close enough, we'll crumble and look at the result that was put in front of us. Jules, you talk about ball movement, and I agree with you with, with what you were saying about too slow, we're going too wide, but the players don't have the bravery to do it. They don't have the balls to go through the corridor to make that mistake or to try to try and change the 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 way in which we're trying to to go forward and to get inside 50 because what happens is they're afraid to make that first mistake when the chips are down and I, I've I've seen enough now uh, honestly so yeah I mean there's just a lot there's just a lot going through my head and to unpack to be honest because like to 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 be on top in those contested possessions like you were talking about, Jules, and be dominating the game, right? So, it, like, I, I left a comment on a Blue Broad post at halftime saying, if we give two more quarters of that, we'll take the win. We didn't get two more quarters of that. They stopped. They stopped. They got scared. Like, if, if we got two more quarters of what we saw in the first half with some straighter kicking, no doubt in my mind we would have won that game. But, again... This side showed they can't put together a four, four four quarter performance. It's like it's like they're almost incapable. This playing group, incapable. Does and we'll talk about structure and systems and whatnot versus players. But regardless of what coach it is, this is three coaches now that this playing group, that this core group of players, have shown that they are mentally fragile. The Prendercast 
put out it's a tweet. because they're playing in fear. Look, I'm sorry, Joe. It's because this playing group plays in fear. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's that is plain and simple. In the last the, quarter, the, how many times we went that wide? We kicked the ball out in the full. I think it was two, three I, times. Can, can I just can I just finish off because I want I'm going to throw this back to you, Dan, because you were the one that was banging on about this at, at halftime. Prendercast put out a tweet tonight. Four of our last six games, we haven't kicked ten goals. This is with a forward line that has two Coleman medalists, the back-to-back Coleman medalists in there. I don't know if we've got the yips in, in front of goal. The inside 50 entries definitely don't help the way that, that the ball goes in there for the majority of the time. But Dan, you said at halftime, we can't put, we, we, this, this season, this whole season, and again tonight, we have not been able to put scoreboard pressure on a team early by converting chances. And again, it cost us because we we're only four points up or whatever it was at halftime after dominating the game. Dominating. We had plus 54 disposals at halftime, plus 40 contested possessions, whatever it was. That, that's dominating a football game. Like, 100% it is. And, and, uh, and Jules, what you say about structure and system, which I know you'll talk about later, is 100% correct in the way that we need to start drilling patterns to move the ball. Yeah? We need, but and I'm the way sorry, we do that, we need to get the ball into the right players' hands. But I'm sorry... With this group and this list, I couldn't. You you might run the same fucking thing, Jules, a thousand times. But if they are down by two goals, they're not doing anything. And that's where I'm saying that if we, you only gain confidence by winning games or being up. If you're belting a team by thirty points, are you not confident? Are you not in control of the game? I think. Sure. I think the players sure. need to have. We never get it. But Jules, we never doing. ever get in a position to do that. Because the other opposition team is either biting at our heels or they're two, three goals in front. I can't yeah, think of a game that they're not. The the product of winning a game is down to the game plan and game style and actually implementing it for longer than the opposition. If we don't have there's two facets of, of the game, particularly obviously when you're going forward. All right. When you have it in a contested situation, contested possession, and then on the outside. When we're on, we're dominant on in the contested possession. On the outside, going forward, we're crap. No, we're for probably sure. Comp. We but probably talking, are. I don't know the stats, but arguably, maybe besides Hawks and maybe West Coast, we'd be the worst in the comp. So How, going forward, this? we don't have any other. We don't have any other viable option other than um, a kick that's 60 meters up in the air or a dump kick or, you know, trying to hit a player on a lead, but then, you know, it's gone over his head or it's hit the deck or it's just a scramble kick inside forward. That's not polished. That's not good enough. You need the ball in good players' hands. How's this? I actually players think we hands are. And you need patterns in order to, and in order to do that, you need patterns of passages of play. All right. So the players know positioned out on the park and then they're able to receive the ball in pockets of space through the movement. Okay. Through bumping and checking of certain players of the, the opponents that way the players that you want in their, in their hand, the ball in their hand, and then going from there, it doesn't happen. We don't protect our good players enough players with polish. How's this? You said we might be the worst team in the comp outside of West Coast and Hawthorne. Hawthorne, Hawthorne lost by three points today to a team that just slapped us by 10 goals. And I'll give Hawthorne some credit. They live and die by their game plan. And that's corridor use. I think they're, the, they're, they're number one or number two in the comp for corridor use. 
So they're, they're trying things. They're a young team and they're trying things and they're losing games trying those things, not just sitting back and getting complacent and letting teams run over the top of them. They're actually trying to take the game on as a young side, and I respect that. West Coast, they got an injury list of 16. That's that's call up Will Schofield to their waffle team this week just to cover players. I think we are genuinely, on form, the worst team in the competition right now. The worst. There's no doubt in my mind. Because if there's any supporter out there, because I can see in, in the comments, there's some comments coming through about, you know, don't be too negative, don't be too harsh. No, wrong. Because I want to know what the positives are. I can't see positives with this club at the moment. There's none. This is giving me no, last listen. week. Last week we all said we're upset, but we're not concerned. If we lose next week in a, in a horrible fashion, we'll be concerned. We lost in a horrible fashion tonight. We didn't take the game on. What we saw tonight was what we saw from Brendan Bolton and David Teague days, where we just sat and we were, and, and we were safe and we didn't want to give up a score and we wanted to protect, not getting blown out and stop the bleeding. That's what we saw. In five years, in five years, tonight showed me that we've come nowhere. We haven't played. Anyone that wants to say we had a good year last year, it was better this and that, I'm sorry. We didn't play finals, let alone win a final. We're in the same spot. That's the same spot. Listen, to anyone that says we're negative, but boys, I'm sorry, but my aspirations for this club is, I had aspirations of our club for top four finals at a minimum. That, that Of course you need to be harsh in a situation where we don't even look like it with the brand of football that we're playing and how we're seeing and how we're carrying ourselves and how we're playing games. I'm sorry. If, you, if, you, if you're happy for 10th, cool. Take your positives. We played a half of football. That was great, but we lost. But if your aspirations for finals football or to win a premiership, Right now, we are a really talented and really good 10th, 11th football side. Right yeah. Now. And if you're happy with that, then accept and then take out your little positives that we played a half of football. But if you actually want to be a successful bo- football club, start judging them in a way that keeps them accountable. Players and they coaches. Have they have to And be. you can Both. take your column. They're Players like and coaches. Like and all Australians or whatever you want to, want to say. Don't care. Don't care. I said at the start of this year... I prefer to lift the Premiership Cup. I said at the start of this year, I'm going to keep the biggest lid on it because I just want to see it from the playing group. And once again... Oh, you know what? It's fucking even worse. Last year year gave us hope. In a way. Potentially this year, yeah. Correct. You know? And this year we've gone backwards in my opinion because it's shit. It's honestly shit. It is. What, what, what we have seen so far, especially the last two weeks in, in all, in all um, like reflecting on it, it, it is some of the most uninspired football that I can remember from, from this group. Considering, and this is, this is what we're saying, considering what we know they can do because we saw it. In, 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 we saw it in spurts last year. We were eight and two. We are flying. We know at our best what we can do. But the, the last month of football, if you're sitting there as a supporter, happy with what you're saying, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't personally agree with you because I'm not. I'm, I am, I'm livid. I am livid that, and I'll speak for myself here. I'm not going to speak for anyone else. I'm livid that I put time on a weekend every single week, put time aside to watch these boys, whether I go to the ground or whether I go to a pub to watch them, right? I don't care. I put my time aside. We all do. 
I am livid, livid with how these boys have come out this year with this. It, it just, it stinks. There's this air of arrogance or complacency. I don't know what it is, but this side, every layer of it, whether it's Voss in a presser, whether it's the, the Carlton social media, like the media team and the socials that they put out and these, these regurgitated lines or the players on game day, they rock up and they're flat-footed and all this bullshit. I am livid as a, as, as a member of this football club. I'm livid as a supporter that puts my time aside every week and actually gives a shit. Livid. Because the most concerning thing for me when I reflected on how I felt after today, the most concerning thing when I walked away from that ground is there was a part of me that actually didn't care anymore. I'm so close to not caring. You cannot be happy with where we're at. If you're here just to see us maybe make finals, maybe win a final, maybe scrape into the eight, have a good quarter here and there, that's not what sport is about. That's not, what we, that's not what we pay memberships for. It's not what we go to games for. We go and we support these boys because we want to see them achieve the ultimate success. And right now, we are so far from it. It's a joke. It is a joke. And they got to get their heads out of their ass. The, the whole football club has to get their head out of their ass very, very quickly. Because I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. And I'll say this right now. If we go to West Coast next week, if we go to Perth next week, and we think we're going to roll them, I'm not doing a podcast next week because I know what the result's going to be. I know what it's going to be. They've got their backs to the wall as much as what we're doing there at home. We don't travel well. If we think we're just going to stroll into Perth, come back with four points, we're kidding ourselves. Got to bring our absolute best next week. And if we lose, no podcast next week. I'm, I'm saying it now. I'm not doing this. What are we doing this for? What, what is any supporter doing this for at this point? I'm done now. That was, I was a hard watch second half, I'll tell you that much. <sighs> to get any form of flow, Chiro had to come to the to the kick-in to get the ball and tell Newman to basically to F off. I told you that. <laughs> I said you had to get you had to get Chera to take the kick in to actually take the game on in some respect to go down the corridor. Because all Newman and Young were doing was going left and right and we're getting nowhere. And they will marking it off, off 450 and they will coming straight back in. I'll tell you what. We were, chipping, we were chipping the ball around in the fourth quarter for 10 minutes in our back half like we were leading the game by 10 goals. I'm sorry? Move the ball! The, the, our, our boys... Got Bronx cheers tonight from our own supporters when Chera decided to kick the ball down the corridor in the fourth quarter. They would have heard that. Oh. They would have heard that. And, I hope, and I, hope, I hope it hurts their ego. I hope it does. I really do. Because when you got your own supporters turning on you live at the game, you, you need to recognize that something is wrong. Something is very, very fundamentally wrong. I don't care who it's from. At this point, I really don't. Coaches, players, they both need to, ca- to take accountability for what we've seen. It's disgusting. This isn't, this isn't what we've signed up for as a football club. This, is, this was the time. This was supposed to be it. And it's not. My, why wouldn't you want to move the ball with a bit of urgency? We've got two common medalists. We've got two players who can genuinely turn the game on the head. Why wouldn't you want to move the ball and get him into them one-on-one on a lead with a bit of space? 
Why wouldn't you want to do it? I said, I said to you both, for the game, I said a big reason as to why we're not winning the contested ball against Adelaide in the week prior is because of our barometer and we had no one to replace him, which is George Hewitt. In the first quarter, George Hewitt, in and under, was doing what he does best and he was back to his best and he was extracting. He was on 11 disposals, nine handballs and just dishing the ball out to Walsh and Cripper. Second quarter, the same. Once again, on top with the contested with the contested ball, yeah? And not to say that if George Hewitt plays bad, but he's an integral part as to what we need for our side to have some form of ticker. Because if we don't win the contested ball, yeah, then we're not competitive and then teams roll over us. Because like what you said, Jules, we actually have uh, – do we have a plan B? Nah. No. We don't have a plan well, B. We do, were, we, were we mocking Teague for not having a plan B? Yep. Yep. Yeah? We now only have a plan A. But that plan A is so good and you've got – Harry and Charlie, who can literally win a game off their boot, that all you need to do is focus on that area. My thing is, even with St. Kilda, for example, like talking a little bit about them, even in the first half, obviously they'll down 60-odd contested possessions, still being in the game. And then obviously once they did get on top of that, they were ahead. You know, their coaching staff has only really had them over the summer. Mm. And yeah. look, we might we might we might look back on the St Kilda and Essendon at the end of the year if they drop off and we just go it's just the new coach feels Doesn't what matter. we went we're talking about now. You know, but right now, right now, right? We're six we're six weeks in, six rounds into the season. Sure, we're sitting in the eight after this after this round, but we've got a percentage of ninety two. Percentage tells you more than any ladder position ever will. And I would love to see make it a calc next week, Jules. I would love to see what our percentage has been since the buy last year. I want to know. I want to know what our percentage has been since the buy last year because that gives an indication of where this group is at. Not that, oh, it's only two games that we've lost out of six. Like we're undefeated for four weeks this year, blah, blah, blah. We're still in the eight. No, no. I want to know the percentage from the buy last year because we haven't seen the team that we know that they can be since we beat Sydney. Since then. Since we're well, eight Even our win-loss win loss would be average. Well, of course. Absolutely it is. Absolutely. It'd be mid. It'd be like, I don't know, maybe eight and eight. Not even. We've got a got a little donation here, just quickly from Joe Betros. Two bucks, thank you, mate. Ball movement is atrocious. What was Voss's plan tonight, mate? Who knows? Voss was our coach tonight. There's no, there is no doubt about it. I, 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 I will put my hand up, Jules. Last week I told you you can't, you can't point the finger at Voss. You can, because he was our coach tonight. Absolutely, and and he needs to, he needs to take that accountability himself. And really, you know, turn it around quickly in terms of what we see from the coach's box because ugh, that pressure is going to come, man. Those those jungle drums are going to beat for him and it's going to beat for the playing group very, very soon. If this, So if it this should. So you know? it should. Accountability you know? is a big thing. And if you're going to tell your membership and uh, your, your supporters that finals at a bare minimum, then you better make that. Yeah. And if... I'm just having a look at the comments here. If Michael C. Madden's correct, which I think he probably is, to be honest with you, we've won seven from the last 18, he thinks. There you go. 
There you go. And wow. that, we were on the table. 18 we teams. Wow. It's probably like it's between 12th and 14th. And we were piling into we were piling into David Teague when he was four and seven in the back in the first half of a of a season. Piling into him, wanting his head. Seven from eighteen, man. That's that's an indication of where we're at. That is mediocrity. At it, 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 in its purest form, that, that, that is a mediocre average football team. That's it. Yeah. So obviously in the for fourth quarter when we we're discussing it, we we're like, oh, you know, we're a ninth, tenth, eleventh team. For me, we're worse. Do you know Particularly what? when we're not on top of the contest. Boys, can I tell you something that before Voss took over, I I said that we we I remember a lot of supporters or people I'd speak to, even you boys, would be like, all we want to see is effort. But why should that be? Is that not a given? And why am I looking now? After after the game against St Kilda and and have not seen that in, in the in the third and fourth quarter, how is that not a given? Mm. Nothing's a Tell given me. with this side, but nothing's a given with this side. This, but this is the point. We're not, nothing is. It, it never has been. There's never been a given. There's never been. At least we know we're going to get this from them, whatever that may be. True or not? For five years, week to week, <clears throat> nothing has ever been a given. The only time we saw it was for 10 weeks to start last year, and we just knew the brand of footy we were going to play. We were going to be hard to beat, and then it stopped. Some people will blame injuries so that key players are out. I get it. Saad would help with ball movement, maybe. Doc would help with ball movement, maybe. Sure, I get it. But at the end of the day, St. Kilda have got over 700 games of experience missing from their list or whatever it is, and they have no problem moving the ball. It's intent, it's endeavor, it's, it's here between the years that I think we're missing completely. And if it continues, unfortunately, the coaching group, again, is going to be looked at. It's bravery. It's bravery, boys. It's fear. They have to be fearless. That is what this, that is what this playing group, and, and, I, and you know what, I'm not even going to say it because I've told you boys, but I'm not saying it regarding what I feel as though even it might come to, but I'm sorry. This 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 playing group needs accountability, and they need to play with with. They need to be fearless because unless we do that, then we can put any system in, but we're not going to deliver. Sorry. Just, it, just it, even players, even players like Fisher, he received the ball in like the back pocket with space, with time, plenty of space in front of him to actually carry the ball in the last quarter, and he propped. He didn't know what to do. He had no confidence in himself whatsoever and he's the type of player that you actually want to do that you want the likes of him to do that he doesn't have the confidence to do it it's crazy it's honestly crazy 15 donation from ugar thank you very much too scared to play on quickly and go down the middle it's exactly what you're talking about jules he's scared he, he doesn't have the confidence to just take that kick and and go do you know what i mean like how many times like fifty thousand supporters were screaming for us to go at one point <laughs> in in the fourth quarter we'll scream we're going what, what are we doing here what are we, there what was are we one watching? passage of play where we handballed the ball back five, six times on the wing from half forward. We ended up going to the to the wing. It was ridiculous. It was the neg most negative football in the last quarter that I've seen from a side that was three, four goals down. I couldn't believe it. All right, because of because of the because of the identity of this side, I turned to Joe and I said the game was done at halftime. 
when we didn't capitalize. Yeah. And I stand by 100%. that. I stand by that, boys. I know where you want to go with the rest of this review, but I still stand by that. Well, here's here's where I want to go because we've we've spoken very broadly and we've spoken very generic to this point about the club. It's time to put some individuals on notice. And we don't do this very often on this podcast. But for me, it has, it, at this point, if we're going to hold, if if as supporters, we're going to hold this club to a standard, then what would what we would expect from the club is to hold individuals to standard. Plain and simple. Zach Fisher needs a rest. Needs a rest. Needs a spell. He, he needs Big to go time. and find some form. He needs because if, if 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 that was any other player, we'd be saying it. Really, with he's been in the system six or seven years. He needs a spell. Go find some form. Come back, and and do the job that we know that you can do. That we've seen you do. The have the impact that we that we know that you can have. Number one, number two, and it's a bit of a it's a positive, but it's also it's also one that I've been banging on about for a while. Pit and air tonight in the ruck was sensational. I thought. Agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for me. He was great. All night. I think he's, he's in all of our votes. He, he, I think he was the second highest rated player on the ground by AFL play ratings or something, whatever it was, for, for the Blues. Tom DeConning doesn't need to be in this side. Too tall. It's either him or Silvani. So every other week, every other week from here, it's got to be Pittenet picked first. He's our first Ruckman at this point. Pitto has to he, be he, our he, number one Ruckman. He has to he be. He just is. He just is. And then decide which of Silvani and DeConning you're taking. Right now, Tom DeConning doesn't need to be in the side. He wouldn't have added yeah, anything tonight. For me. Even for me, for example, like people are saying, I know some few players in the comments were saying that maybe possibly JSOS should have been dropped, you know, months ago. Look, you still need that second ruck option. And he does he does compete consistently. You know he's gonna chase, you know he's gonna compete. So for me, he gives you a gives you an option. I think he kicked two goals today as well. He did. I just look at it, I look at it very simply and I just think. If you had TDK in the side, would he have had, offered anything? No. 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 Not in my opinion. Another one. Lockie O'Brien. Rest. Give it a spell, mate. Mate, we know we know the kick that this guy's got on him. Have you seen it? Didn't see it today. No. We've no. got we've got Jackson Bins, Paddy Dow racking up 40 disposals, 30 disposals in the two, still not getting a look. But it's the same culprits every week that just get picked. So for me, team selection this week, said it last week. Probably needed to happen last week and it didn't to the extent that I wanted to see it. Next week, I want to see I want to see some big, big changes at team selection. I really do. Oh, would you know? Boys busting a gut. There are some boys busting a gut in our twos that should be that should be getting a look in. Busting a gut. Do you not respect the coaching staff more if you did see big changes like that having been made? I would. I would. I absolutely would. Would you also would you also Look at things for me personally. Three quarter time, I was wanting Voss to come out of there and give the whole playing group an absolute nah. spray, a good old fashioned spray, especially to his leadership group. He didn't even do it Would in the press conference it? again. You know, I saw I saw the coaches come out late in the team yep. talk, strolling yep. there. I don't know. I just noticed these things. I could be wrong. There's a comment here from, from Yunko that says, I hope I've um I hope I've pronounced that right. Dow's been tried over and over, he's not up to AFL standard. Which which player is right now in our in our seniors? Tell, give me one player tonight that was up to AFL standard in that bottom six that we're talking about. In the bottom six that was on the ground, who was up to AFL standard? I didn't see one. So give Paddy Dow a look. I don't care. I don't care. Put some pressure on Cotto team selection. Huh? Sincotto was good. 
Well, I, this was where I was actually going to go after this. Good debut by Sincotta. Very good yeah. debut. Bit of positivity. I thought I, he looked like he's he's made for football, that kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's hard, you, tackles, good user of the ball. Did you see him take it on the game? Yeah. Yep. First game. This, this is why I say it can't just all be a coaching thing. It can't. Because you've got a player that's never played AFL football and he took on the corridor. Multiple times. But you've got players that have, put, that have got over 100 games of experience there that just refuse. Hmm. Weedering, mate. <laughs> Love ya. He's got us out of so many situations in the past, but right now, he's out of touch. Sorry. It's just, it's just baffling. It, it baffles me that we, we've been doing this podcast for three years, and I reckon you can, if you go back to 2020 or 2021, right? Well, 21 is when we started, but 2021. If you go back to any of those episodes in 2021 about mid-season, and you press play on an episode, I reckon you'd hear a similar conversation to what we're having now. It's true. That, that, that's the most Same demoralizing thing. That Honestly, boys, when we're coming up to do this podcast, I literally just thought it was Groundhog Day. That's the most demoralizing thing. Anyway. Didn't, say, didn't say a word on the whole way home. <laughs> None of us did in Dan's car. <laughs> just dead silent. We didn't. Dead silent. Um, all right. We're gonna we're gonna change pace a bit just so that we're not going around in circles. Got some blues blues cues. If you've got anything if you're watching live and you want to ask us anything, hit up the comment section. Um, but I'm gonna start with the Instagram. We've got a few from there as we do every other week. Jimmy Gregg just said gutless. Joel Schwartz said, why are we so bad? What is Voss doing? Old Dark Blues, Marcus Squatto, who we had from uh, Fresh Point Podcast. Uh, when will it turn? System always beats talent, which is what we saw today. Chris Vitz, how do we start to go down the middle and first instinct to, and, the, and our first instinct is to then kick it again to the wing. It's true. Elias Yaka, when we stop kicking and hoping in the forward 50. Rick Palumbo kink, kicks inside 50. If H and Charlie played elsewhere, they'd have twice as many shots. I actually agree with that. Um... Luca, we're so far off, it's not funny. Alessandra Cabion, no question, just sad and deflated. How can they keep dishing this up? Seb Fernando, is anyone teaching goal kicking at the club? I actually don't know. And he says, PS, hope everything is good with Dan. Very nice. Aaron May, no question from me. This team doesn't deserve the buy-in from the fans, but I am glad Dan is back. There you go. There's another one. (laughs) Uh, And Alessandra again asks, are we mentally tough enough? And I think in our discussion that we've had in the last... 10 minutes or 15 minutes. I don't think we are. I think we're majorly, we are mentally fragile as a group, not just as a playing group, but just as a, as a, as a collective. Agree. Yeah. <sighs> Thing is, Jules, yeah. Jules, you're actually right. Because regardless of the fact that we're so dominant from, or we can be dominant from clearances and stoppages, there's another facet of the of the game that you actually need to be able to nail to be the, to, most of the time and, the game and, and isn't the way in which we do it is so slow and there's no smarts around our ball movement there's no the, the the skills at times are terrible and it's just we can't put that together to have an all-round performance we we can't Luca Gerber apparently just did the 
percentage since the buy last year. Nine nine point three one. Oof. That's where we're at. Well done, that Luca. Is, that is an average team. Average team. You know, and a lot and of people say, reading the comments and a lot of the comments are saying no heart, no grunt. Yeah. You can't coach that. Yeah. My, my, so where my thing do you is, go from here? Where where do you go? Where do you go? You can't you can't coach heart and you can't coach grunt. Do we my, have to recycle the, the, the whole list again? I'm not saying yeah, look, but you understand what I'm trying to say. I understand what you're trying to say, but for me, you know, it all comes down Fisher, to, you it all comes. You can't teach Fisher heart. You can't teach Fisher, you know what I mean? It all comes down to the players understanding the game plan and being able to implement it. And if it's the right game plan as well with the players that we have. This comment though from Ryan and Melissa Brooks. Uh, Mel Brooks, actually, we saw her tonight. Uh, it was good to see Mel at the ground. But uh, you can motivate. And that, I think that's true too. And that does come from the coaching group, which is where Jules, I'll tip my hat here for last week because it's it's true. You can't teach heart, Pov. It's true. But at the end of the day, the coaching group's got to get something out of these boys and start to motivate them in some way because there is they are lifeless there is no soul in this football club at the moment there's can't no you intrinsically identity. motivate yourself as a footballer absolutely you can absolutely why can't you intrinsically motivate so if you're not getting it from your coach why can't you intrinsically motivate yourself to want to perform because that's what you do as a competitor to compete it comes from both you still need the coach to be able to motivate their players sorry to try and keep them in the right frame of mind with whatever's going on outside of football and inside of football and the media, etc. So to say that the coaches don't have to motivate the players, um, they still need to keep them in line. They still need to keep them in line to be able to understand what what they need to be able to do on field. And the way the way I see it, whether we're coaching it or not, different story. I don't see it. I genuinely don't see it. I don't see us moving the footy like Collingwood do or like Melbourne do. Even I agree. Hawthorne, and you know, I, I, even Hawthorne, I saw some passages of the play play today. Hey, Going from D50 and like quick ball movement, handball receives, and the same patterns happening. The same patterns. Sean B's gone Al Pacino any given Sunday. <laughs> do you want it? I can do it. I think you've already given it. <laughs> Go, Joe. Huh? I, I, yeah. I don't know what to say, really. Those ones. <laughs> Six inches in front of your face. Three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives. It all comes down to today. Yeah, I don't even think that. I don't even think I, that. I, that, I, wouldn't um, even get, that wouldn't even get uh, this team out of the rut that they're in at the moment, to be honest. I really don't. I'm telling you right now, we need a person, like a coach. I'm not saying a head coach. I'm not saying a head coach. We need someone that can come into the football club and actually go through passages of play. I'm not talking in the contest because we know that we're dominant in that area, but we need to know and understand that when that's not on, how we can maneuver the ball from D50 or when it's on the wing, et cetera, and, and the way to go about it. Because we don't have it at the moment. We don't have it. I'm telling we you. Don't. We've got no tactical nows about us whatsoever. All right. We... We're going to move on to the votes. And we did do votes this week. We didn't do votes last week. Leave your 3-2-1 in the comments if you're watching live. Let us know who you thought deserved to be in the votes this week. Uh, we all had the exact same votes, boys. So who wants to who wants to take it? Uh, 
There you go. I'll go first then. Um, Chez, three votes. I think over the call of the season, he's probably been one of the most, if not the most consistent performers, to be fair. Um, I thought today he was genuinely trying to create a little bit of run and a little bit of spark, um, particularly obviously in the back half with kick-ins and whatnot and trying to get like handball receives and really trying to get us going. Um, good in the tackle, good with um, ball use as well. Uh, Pito, particularly early, just his energy around the contest really got us going early on. Um, and then obviously going into the second quarter as well. Um, and then obviously just competed over, throughout the course of the day. Um, I feel like as if now, because he's the number one ruck, now we're sort of getting the amount of contests and um, where you can actually see his best footy. And then just Blake Akers on the outside. I feel like, to, to be honest, one of the footballers who has a bit of smarts about him in terms of positioning, where to receive the ball, um, on the wing in space and then actually trying to get back behind the ball to support the defense is Blake Akers. He's actually got a bit of football now, a bit of footy IQ in terms yeah. of positioning. Obviously, he doesn't have the leg speed or anything like that, but you know what? Still a pretty good ball user. He actually kicked, yeah, he had a, a one kick on the outside of his foot. Um, I think it would have been maybe the first quarter, I think, outside of the foot, hit someone inside forward 50 or towards maybe on the edge of forward 50. Good footballer. And you know what? Oh, and, Good and, and, there's, there's and a bargain. There's comments. There's comments that are saying he turned it over a fair bit, and he and he does. That's just that's the player that he is. I get it, but he doesn't turn it over all the time. And he and some of the, and he, a lot of his decision making is smarter than half of half of the players that were out there today. I just he's saw probably get, he's probably getting paid about a fifth of what some of those players are getting paid, just quietly. From a positioning standpoint, I saw Acres covered down back where the ball spilled, and there was two St Kilda players. In on goal, and because I, Aker's I, positioning, he picked it up, mopped it up, and we got out. You know, that's that for me. That yeah, that that's why he was in there. Um, boys, what I, else I, did you say? No, that's right. But I do, I do want to say to everyone, keep your standards and your expectations on this team high. And, Higher, and, and uphold where you want and what you want to see from this team. If if you Honestly. want to see a flag, if you want to see a flag as a supporter, you're not going to get it playing the way that we're playing. You're just not. So if you're not unhappy, you don't want to see a flag. That's how I see it at this point. You we're in this we're in this to win flags. We haven't won one in almost thirty years. Thirty years. We used to laugh at. Ten, I remember when I was a kid, people used to laugh at Richmond when they because they hadn't made finals in twenty one years, whatever it was. And they hadn't won a flag since nine, the 1980s. We're coming, up, we're coming up on 30 years. We're, we're getting laughed at. Laughed. And, and, and rightly so. And rightly us as so. supporters should not accept that. You should not, you should not accept that. And you should have high standards for, for, for our team and for our club. And maintain those high standards and keep them high. And keep them accountable. The votes as they stand for our... Uh, almost Blues Brothers 2020, 2023 MVP. Charlie out in front still on 15 votes. Cripper on 11. Uh, Chez with his BOG performance today up into third on nine. Newey and Saad locked in fourth on eight votes. Huh? It says a lot, Chez. I know. One game and he's in our, he's in our top one three. One game is in our top three. It's just, it's just ridiculous. All right. As we do every week to finish off the review. 
and she was there today. And I, I feel for Livy. I feel for for your other sister-in-law, Frankie. These two young girls. Uh, you know, if if I think ten years ago, I think if if the three of us think back ten years ago where we were watching this club, we know exactly what they're feeling. Uh, and if it continues this way, we can foresee what the next five years is going to be like for them. So let's hope it turns around. But uh, Livy, as always, still delivered. And here we go. Livy's last word. Hey everyone, it's Livy with Livy's last words, and this is what I thought about the game. Disappointing. Disappointing. We don't, I don't want to say that again. To the boys and my dad, who got those finals tickets, the guaranteed finals tickets. Sorry, eh? You're not getting any tickets. I'm sorry, but you're not. You're not. But shout out to my sister, Lauren, for going for Carlton. That's a big step from Collingwood, I'd say. But yet again, that second quarter, that third quarter, what the f- That fourth quarter, when we got the ball, we were so slow. If we wanted to win that match, we had to be quicker. We were so slow. We had no contest in our marks. That was just easy. It was just easy for them. No contest or nothing. It was absolutely horrible. But... We did all right. Congratulations to Chera for his milestone this game. But anyways, that's what I thought about this disappointing game. Go the Blues! Stay with us. We've got about 10 minutes left. We're going to do a little preview but uh, of, of the West Coast game. And we've got a little pop predicts to finish us off as well, which is nice to have that back. But uh, Livy, like, I, I just look at these, these young kids at the game and I just think, Fuck me. I really hope, I really hope this doesn't continue the way that I, I not, not that I see it going, but that it could possibly go because we'll lose another generation of supporters very, very quickly, boys. And I know some are going to say that's an overreaction, but it's not when you put out the shit that they put out tonight. Um, all right. Quick preview of the West Coast game. Uh, before well, we finish just up. Just quickly, boys. I know. I'm just cooking inside. I have to just. I'm today. I'm just talking, whether it makes sense or whether it's not. I saw a Carlton supporter today singing the St Kilda song. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, yeah, I know. No, I can't. I, I can't. He was taking I, I can't the mic because it's just giving me the shits, and I'm flat. And when I saw that, we genuinely and there was St Kilda supporters around us laughing, and I just thought we have just. In the space of five, six games, become a laughing stock. Not even two games. We've become a laughing stock. He was sitting there on the top of the aisle, standing and singing the St. Kilda song. But honestly, it's actually, uh, whatever. Go to the, the preview. <laughs> I don't even know what you said just then at the end. <laughs> Go to the Lovely. preview of the next game. Yeah, we will. We'll preview it quickly. We, there's another week in footy, as always, as we say every week. But like I said at the start of this, I think I think we are kidding ourselves if we think we're going to walk over to West to Perth next week, take four points and come home. Because if we if we bring the intensity that we brought the second half, lack of intensity in the second half, and the lack of spirit and the lack of fight and the lack of I don't know, just connection as as a club and as a team, West Coast will roll us. I'm going to tell you right now, West Coast will roll us if we play like, and you know, you know, the scary thing and Jules, you say this, you, you say this a lot. You start your next game as you finish your last. That's what's scary. 
really scary. And we're shit interstate as well. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. We're shit. It's already happened uh, next once week's this scary, year. man. Huh? It's already happened once this year. <laughs> North into Adelaide. And you're only as good as your last game. Where where are we at? How do you say it next week? It's a must win, obviously, but uh, do, how do you say it? Where, where are you at right now? We've coming up, coming up against like, like arguably the worst side in the comp, West Coast, just based on player availability first and foremost, but just the fact that they look like they're lost as lost as what we do. But how do you actually say it? Do you think do you think this is going to be one that we can just go there, come back once again? If we do not, because I'm I'm sure that we're going to come out with some form of response again in the first quarter and the second quarter. But if once again, we do not get some form of a lead to West Coast and give them an in and some confidence, then we'll be in trouble. doesn't matter who we play. It does not matter who we play. Jules. I don't really know where we're at, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's the first time Jules has been stumped. That and I, said stumped I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know what I'm going to see from this team anymore. One week, one week we're playing not bad outside football. The next week we're dominating for two quarters, um, contested possessions, um, but yet we're not hitting the scoreboard probably as much as we are dominating, like in terms of the efficiency of it. You know, then the second half we're not putting. Um, we're not winning the contest anymore, but then we're not even good on the outside. So in both facets of of the game, we're terrible. And then the other team goes, gets on top of us. We're pretty unpre- unpredictable, boys, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, but probably more I'm... negative, but probably more negative in a way in terms of actual performances. I know the first four rounds, um, you know, we won three, drew one. Um, but in saying that, performances were... Pretty it's bad. Just, and we'll say we'll saying it ourselves. It's our mindset. I'm just really concerned about our mindset. That that's the thing. That that is what really really concerns me. Is that is our mindset and what happens when things aren't going our way? Yep. All I know is I've been telling the players to bring their mouth guards in. <laughs> yeah. To training. To training. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I like Absolutely. that. Jules. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to do this, but speaking of West Coast. A reading from the book of Judd, page 77, paragraph one. As should be the case in any footy club or business, we constantly referred back to the vision statement. One day, Washer was given us our last pep talk before we ran out. It wasn't the talk you have in the lecture theatre, which usually is calm and precise and analytical. It was the gathering in the dressing room. Voices raised, arms, this is unbelievable, arms around one another, boots stamping, bristling with energy and intensity in an effort to whip up the frenzy still more. Wusha looked at Adam Salwood and said, Sellers, what's one line from our vision statement? Salwood was like the rest of us that moment. 
in a non-thinking, semi-animal state of mind, not ticking boxes anymore, just straining at the leash, ready to play the game. The question obviously took him aback. He froze for a moment and then blurted, don't abuse drugs. Now, the second half of that <laughs> doesn't really make much sense. First half, about bringing intensity to the fight, that's something that these boys need to do this week. Put everything else aside and just bring some fucking energy to this game, please, for four quarters. Please. You can even see the fans of the first half. Like, I know we probably want to get into the – I know we're talking about the Eagles, but, like, today, the energy around the stadium in the first half, how much better was it? Bring the energy Bring the energy that we bring. It's not hard. That's it. And that's your job. That's your job. It's your job to rock up and actually do something. You get paid. All right, ins and outs. We've all got the same for this week. Pins and Boyd in, Fisher and Ed out. Yeah, the uh, only Ed, Ed might have done his shoulder. I've heard. So yeah, um, yeah. So he he looks like he'll definitely miss time. But Fisher needs needs a spell, like we said. I think O'Brien needs a spell as well. Uh, again in the twos, but Pins and Boyd in at a minimum. If obviously, yeah. If if Saad's fit, he comes in as well. Yeah. Who do you think Saad comes in for if he is fit? Sincara. Nah. Nah. I'm thinking Cowan. Who? Yeah, Cowan. Cowan. Mm. Look, Cowan, Cowan's been brilliant, but he's going to need a rest at some point. Um, yeah, fair. So, yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I agree. For, for me, I think Cowan does bring a contest, but I feel like as if we want to start being better with ball movement, from what I saw today, Sincotta was better. He did get the ball up more sense, and, was yeah. and, and was more active. Um, so, yeah, I think Cowan might be the one for me and not not that he's been bad it's just i just like the endeavor of the kid too much to drop him yeah i know, I know. he's he's I know. a competitor he competes yeah five dollar donation from the boozehound music it's a phil connor's quote jules you like you like this one oh wait am i thinking of phil Do you read it? anyway i'll give you a winner prediction it's gonna be cold it's gonna be great and it's gonna be it's gonna last you for the rest of your life. I really hope that isn't the case because I'm out. <laughs> At some point I'm gonna go I'm out. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the predictions, uh, you know what? Let's just do predictions now for the game. I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna give margin, I'm just gonna say win. Win. That's it. Just get a win. It's where we're at at the moment. You two. Yeah, I want to see a win. No, no shit. <laughs> Look, we should win, whether we do or not. Did, do, do, you know, about a loss. do you know what? Well, we're not we're not doing it. If we lose, we're not doing it next week. I'm just letting everyone know now. Letting the, the, no, the we have to. Everyone watching, we have to. I'm, all right, you can do it. I'm not. If we lose next week, I'm not doing this. I you can't. have to edit it. I'll put it I'll, this way. I'll edit for you. I'll edit, but I won't be on camera. I'm not doing it. If we lose, I'll be so upset. If we win and we don't perform well, I'll still be upset. Yep. Agreed. We need to win and perform well against Agreed. West Coast. Has to happen. Speaking of needing a win, Ari's putting his Here hand up. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. I say speaking of needing a win, but at the end of the day, he hasn't he hasn't delivered this year yet. So. <laughs> I have won. Oh, you did the first round. You're right. It was void, but it delivered yet. Yeah. Uh, all right, Pov, 
What do you got? Anzac Day special? I want to get excited about this because everyone loves money. And so what am I doing the Anzac Day cash, <laughs> yeah? Can't, why are you laughing? It's true. Everyone loves money. Go. Yeah, nothing about. If your football team shit, bet on other people. All right. We're going for Nick Dacos. 30. Joe's mate. 40. Oh, no. Joe wanted me to put 40. <laughs> Joe. He probably will rack it up. He will. He's, only paying a, he's only paying a dollar thirty-three for thirty. He's gonna sit out the back and he's just gonna get little one twos just to rack it up to he'll 45 punches and win he'll the medal. Take kickins and I run out Clarence, the I think count. Clarence in the comments has followed every bet. <laughs> I respect <laughs> <laughs> Clarence says I can't keep losing money on these bets. That is a pisser. <laughs> hey, I've warned you every week, Clarence, just by the way. My grandfather always told me if you go with the same units, eventually you'll win and then you're all right. But That's Clarence, true. you might be You know what we should do one week? One week we should tra- change roles just for our little segments. Yeah, get Jules to do get Jules to do the properties. <laughs> <laughs> we'll oh, end up no, betting on the soccer. Go, right. continue. What do you got? So day cost 30, first leg. Next, next. Day cost 30. Parish 30. Josh Dacos, 25. Pendles, 20. Yeah. Mitchell, 25. And Bobby Hill for a goal. Paying $6.50, $6.50 multi, chuck the house on it. Don't de- Listen to Clarence in saying that he's lost too much money on these bets. So don't put the house on it. If you're going to have a little dip, just have a little dip. And until Dan shows some genuine form in his pod predicts, just take it easy. If I don't hit this one, what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep them short, less odds, load more. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Not liable for any losses. Dan might be. Me and Jules are not. We're out. I'm I'm staying out of the <laughs> Boys, that was tough. Anyone still watching? Thank you for staying with us. We hope that we brought a little bit of therapy. I know it was negative, but it is what it is. Get over it. This we have to be negative after a loss like that and after a loss like last week. So if you don't like it, don't listen to us. I don't know what else to say to be honest. <laughs> no, listen to us. Listen to us still. Uh, Jules, yeah, Jules do anything for a listener. <laughs> How's the likes going, Joe? You said you wanted 187. Yeah, we got we got 20 likes. There's still 200 of you watching. So before you leave this video, it, it, it'll still be up there. Just give us a like. It's free. Like, I'm not asking for money. It's just, just a like. <laughs> too much, Joe. Let us know, know what you think about the show as well. We that we literally put our whole uh, we put our heart and soul in the, and emotion into today. I think. Well, here we go. Look, there, there. Yeah, Anthony. Cheers. Dynamic says wise words from Magnum, which is me. Uh, great work, lads. Brand, no, it was hard. Great show. Today was hard. So, you know, and no, Lazy, we're not going to talk about Arsenal because I've had enough talking oh, no, about please the team not. that bottles it enough for one night. We'll, we'll talk about that another week. <laughs> oh, my God. Boys. I'll talk about, I'll talk about the the Arsenal's choking. <laughs> I'm yeah, happy to. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can start a different podcast and just call it. Just let's just follow Arsenal's trials and tribulations. Dan will love it because he's not even an Arsenal supporter. So, anyway, we've waffled on too long. Hope you got enough out of tonight. 
I feel better. It's off my chest. I hope it's off. I hope you boys feel better. Until next week. I'm, it's not true, Monday. guys. It's actually not true. We're going to be not. talking about this after the podcast, aren't we, boys? Out <laughs> <laughs> uh, the baggers. Out oh, the baggers. Out oh, the baggers. Can we just win footy game?